0: How's Faith Church doing this morning? That is awesome. Thanks for being with us here today on campus. Can we welcome everybody that's watching online this morning? Give them a big Faith Church welcome. Yeah, I was going to let you know I'm Ronnie Pogue and I am not the lead pastor here. I can promise you that. But I am very excited to be with you to close out this thing called 2018. Everybody ready to move on? You have a good year last year? We're gonna have a better year this year. You know, it's uh, uh, not just uh, uh, excited, but it's an honor to be here with you uh, to close it out. It's kind of been a tradition around here the last few years. Three things that you can count on: death, taxes, and Pogue is gonna preach the last Sunday of every year. <laughs> you can get ready for that. So, but honestly, guys, it's such great, what's awesome for me is just to be on uh, this team of incredible leaders and pastors here. You know, one of my best friends, Pastor AJ, comes in each week, gives his heart out, pours his heart out in worship. Uh, all of my favorite guys, Pastor Ryan down here, one of my best friends, kills it with our young people and our students. Pastor Adam, one of the most organized guys I know, makes it happen. And our lead pastor, Steve Husky. Can we give it up for our pastors here? And me what's so great about these guys. A, they are tremendous preachers. B, they are incredible teachers of the Word. C, they are just powerful communicators of the Word. And I would be D, none of the above. (laughs) But here's what I hope. You know, God didn't always give me a message, but I'll tell you what He's given me. He's given me an incredible story. It's always an honor to be able to share it. My hope for today is that you may not leave here uh, theologically challenged today. But my hope is when you walk out of these doors, man, you're going to have a smile on your face. I hope you're going to have a little bit brighter fire stirring in your heart. And you're spiritually motivated to make a difference in 2019. Pray with me. Father, we love you. God, we thank you, God, that we can come in here and meet together. Father, just worship you. God, just be in awe of what you're doing in your house and God, you just let us be a small part of it. Thank you so much for loving us like you do. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody who agrees, said amen. amen. So, 2019 is almost here, right? So each year, if it's 2000, your next year's coming, you've got to talk about New Year's what? Resolutions. How many of you actually make those? Three, and nobody keeps them, Right. Okay, so we're not going to talk about resolutions here today. We're going to talk about some actual goals. You know, and, and I don't know about you, but it seems like every year I'm going to make some kind of physical goals about how I'm going to get better, get more fit this next year. Anybody with me on that? So here's what I brought to you today. I brought you some of the it's, this equipment is infallible. It's 100% guaranteed. If you want to get physically fit, all you got to do is these three things. This first one right here face trainer. I wish you wouldn't laugh at that. I actually have one of those. Uh, When you get my age, you'll need one of these. Okay? And I want you, do you remember this when it came out a few years ago? Anybody have any of those shake weights? I mean, think about it. Six minutes a day, three times a week, and you're going to look like this guy. Come on, what better deal is that? And the last one's always my favorite, if you take a look at this. Instant. <laughs> okay. You just tie that on big enough, you'll have those prints. Uh, you'll make it happen. So here's the thing about that. I've kind of got some bad news along with some good news on this whole getting fit kind of thing because it's kind of tough. Here's what, here's what Jesus said in Matthew 19 and 26. Jesus looked at them, one translation said He looked intently at them and said this, With man, this is impossible, but say it with me, but with God, all things are possible. So, you know, the, it's, the, the thing about it is, but this just getting real for a few minutes here together today, and you've heard this, I know, but if you never make changes, then nothing will ever change. You know, I don't know what God wants to do in your life in this new year. I feel like I've got a a kind of an idea of what He wants to do in my life in 2019. I can tell you one thing that we can't change, and that is our past. It's there. But here, you know, last year is gone, and I'm sure every one of us, uh, we went through a lot of different things. We all, I'm sure, had some highs and probably some lows. We all probably had some wins along the road in 2018, probably some losses. I hope you were able to experience some love this past year. And in my job, I know that there's a lot of people that have experienced a lot of hurts. You know, Christmas and holidays can be different, difficult for a lot of people, you know. Uh, For me, it's kind of a struggle. As excited as I usually am, and I know you know that, it's kind of tough for me because I don't have anybody left. Uh, Everybody, everybody's already gone to meet and be with the Lord, so it's me. So I feel a lot of pressure on that, and I know I can't handle it by myself, but the past year, just taking a look back for me personally, I know you've kind of probably done your own evaluations, but for me it was kind of a big year. Uh, A lot of people around here know a couple of weeks ago I had a big birthday. I turned 60 uh, this past year. Yeah, I, I felt the same way you did at first. I, I did not clap. It was painful. It was painful. I promise you that. Uh, you know, so what I do when I start hurting like that, the best thing for me to do, I go shopping. That's just what I do. That's how I roll. You know, I, I, I know. I hope you're impressed with this sweater and tie. I thought it would make me look uh, wiser. Uh, it's an illusion. I promise you. But anyway, so I went shopping and I bought a jacket. It was really a cool jacket. You know, these young people, they wear these bomber jackets, and I got one that's pretty hip, um, I thought, anyway. And the, my favorite people are over here, these faith ministry students. You know, they encourage me so much. I mean, they make an old man feel new sometimes. So they were, they, one guy liked the jacket, and uh, they kept uh, badgering me about where I got it. I didn't want to tell them. I told him I ordered it online. But where'd you get it? And I said, well, I ordered it for from uh, Forever 21, <laughs> and one of our really brilliant creative guys, Will Martin, said, "Man, just guess what? He said next year you'll be able to shop it Forever 61." <laughs> so I get that around here. You know, I take a lot of hits. I love that back and forth with everybody. You know, the main thing I take hits on, as you guys know, is is usually the hair, right? Sometimes, and I know, you don't even have to get on me. I know my hair changes color like the seasons. I get that. And it's okay. But anyway, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the funny part about that is, a few weeks ago, I was running a little bit late to church. Uh, I had to host that morning, so I was kind of nervous, going over some things in my head. And I was coming from Sheffield, and I turned left, and I was going across the O'Neill Bridge. But before I could get there, I saw these blue lights in my rearview mirror. So I pulled over, and God, this big bulky cop got out, and man, he looked scary anyway. And um he was walking up and I was like, I don't know, man. I what I do? if I got a blinker out? He said, no. So Mr. Pogan, I just want to tell you, it's it's really impossible to drive if you don't have your hands in the steering wheel and you're in the mirror fixing <laughs> your hair. <laughs> I do my best not to not to do that anymore. I caught myself wanting to do it this morning, but I held off. Uh, but here's the great thing. God doesn't love us, doesn't care about, He created us. He's not worried about our looks. He's worried about our heart. And He wants to know the condition and where that is at. You know, there's no greater example for me when I read Scripture and when I started got saved and started looking at it, studying a little bit, was the Apostle Paul. I mean, he grew up like the Pharisee of the Pharisees. I mean, one of the main, top hit men of his days... Who went after Christians? You know, he was a hater. He was a killer. And God literally had to make him blind before he could ever see. I can identify with that. The thing that he creates in me is I want to have that, that fire and that passion that Paul took when he got the gospel and he started presenting and loving people with all he had. You know, he raised up a young leader and he wrote to him... Uh, Trying to help him in leadership, 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. This is what Paul wrote to his young disciple, Timothy. Timothy. He said, do not follow foolish stories that disagree with God's truth, but train yourself to serve, serve God. Training your body helps you in some ways, but serving God helps you in every way. By bringing you blessings, not only in this life, but in your future life, too. What I tell you, what I say is true, and you should fully accept it. So if I ask the question, I mean, how many of us really want to grow spiritually this this next year? I'm sure most of us, all of us, want to. Well, just unlike that fad equipment that we took a look at, I'm going to give you something, one thing, really one word. If you can grab it for this next year, it's going to be my word for this year. And it's this. Opportunity. I can 100% guarantee you God will present you with opportunity in the year 2019. And here's how we get better. We take what God is doing in us, and we apply it, and we love, and we help others. The problem is that a lot of times... hard. uh, I mean, opportunity can be disguised as hard work. And a lot of times, we and I want to just look the other way. You know, but I've found out in 60 years of living that anything I've ever wanted, man, if it wasn't worth working for, sweating for, maybe even bleeding a little bit for, was it really worth it? And if I don't have it without putting that work in, I surely shouldn't complain about not having it. You know, you can't drive up to the bank and deposit a bunch of excuses. You just can't do it. We've got to put something behind it. You know, the definition of opportunity says it's a set of circumstances that make it possible to make a difference. Set of circumstances that make it possible to make a difference. When we believe in something, no matter what it is, strong enough, we'll do something to make a difference. I wrote this down in my notes. It just says this Great is our potential, action is our opportunity. You know, if we break it down and and we get real with, with ourselves and the people that are close to us. Man, we don't always act. I don't always act on what I say I believe. Sometimes I make promises or I set goals and I fall way short. Because what I strongly believe in, in New Testament terms, means what Jesus was telling everybody he encountered. Was follow me. So if I believe in something strong enough, I'm going to follow. I'm, I'm going to make a move. And one of the greatest things that I've learned about following is it just makes life better, and it makes me better at life when I realize what's really, really. Important. And Paul wrote this, a very simple scripture. You've all seen it to the church at Philippi. And he told them this don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. The greatest thing I really figured out once I got saved, and it took me years and years to get this, it was no longer really just about me. It was really, really about taking an interest in. And others, you know, and, and we all may have it down. And we all may be awesome at some things. But if you're in this long enough, you're going to figure it out. We all need a little help. You know, even the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali, he was on a plane. And he was fixing to fly out of uh, the Dallas airport. And his wife kept telling me, buckle your seatbelt. Buckle your seatbelt. He wouldn't do it. And uh, the stewardess come by and said, uh, Mr. Ali, you're going to have to buckle your seatbelt. Okay, well, if she come back by, he hadn't buckled his seat seatbelt. Mr. Ali, we're not, we can't take off in this plane unless you buckle your seatbelt. And he looked at her and said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And she looked at him and said, Mr. Ali, Superman don't need an airplane. <laughs> so even Ali needs a little help sometimes to get it going. You know, we do. And we figure out this thing as we, we call it. And here's what I love about faith church. One of my favorite things, man, we have super men and super women who love people, who put their interests first each and every week, man. From the time you pull up in the parking lot to you come to the front door, we've got greeters, VIP uh, coffee. We've got nursery, kids' workers. We've got supermen, superwomen doing worship, production, presenting the Word. There's super people at Faith Church that love broken and hurting and dysfunctional people. That's why on Christmas we had 4,241 people in this house. And almost 100 people left different than they came in with Christ in their life you know we come to church and it's real easy to come in and when the music gets going to get to get my worship on or our worship on but man ministry begins when we walk out those doors and when the focus turns away from us and onto others the thing about Paul I love about him and I relate to is Paul had a a a past you know and whether we like it or not we've all got one We all have a passion. It just felt like Paul in his writings, and he wrote more books in the New Testament than anybody else, but his journey and his heart, man, he was trying to make up for lost time. And you know, every time I come in here, it feels like we've got a lot of Pauls in this audience. And man, we're trying to make up for lost time. I know I am. I mean, I lost 15 years living out in the world. Fifteen years. Man, I found out real quick, if I'm going to make up ground, I'm going to do it with how I love and how I treat others. You know, Paul made a list, and I call it our one another list. And it's really how we make a, a difference if we forgive and we accept and we care and we encourage and we restore and we submit, and most of all, if we love one another, you see, I believe in my heart that God puts opportunity everywhere. We got to see it, and a lot of times, man, we just feel tentative, and we want to make sure that it's right, and we're just not going to always get it right. It's kind of like the guy who was—he uh, was driving from Alabama, and he was headed down to Florida. And uh, he got down around Montgomery and looked at his gas tank. He had a, about half a tank, and he kept going south. And he saw a billboard that said, uh, gas in Alabama, $1.95. So he kept going. He still had plenty of gas. He went about 50 more miles. And he saw another billboard that said, uh, stop for gas in Alabama, $1.95. So saw another billboard about another 50 miles that said, last chance for $1.95 gas in Alabama. He looked at his tank. He's in between a quarter and a half, and he saw that last billboard. Very, very last chance for $1.95 gas in Alabama, so he pulled in. He wanted to take advantage of that opportunity, filled his tank up, felt pretty good about himself, and went in there and paid the lady. She said, I'm so glad I stopped here. She said, get this $1.95 gas in Alabama. She said, just out of curiosity, how much is it in Florida? And she had said, it's is $1.65. Anybody ever been there? (laughs) Here's the thing, man. Take advantage of any opportunity. I mean, we may not always get it right. But if we fail, that just means we can try again and do it a little more intelligently. You know, my question for myself and for us in here today is, not what, but who is the one opportunity That you might have to change their life. Who's that one person that God could use you to be a part of changing their lives? Crazy question. Who is your other one another? Because the fact of the matter is we just do this thing better together. You know, Solomon wrote it this way in Ecclesiastes, and he said it this way. He said, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. You know, what I found out in what I do and and who I deal with and just interacting with a lot of different people there's a there's a lot of fallen people out there and they're looking and they're needing our help. I wrote this down in, in my notes also. I just put we're at our very best when we're looking up and we're reaching out. You know, when I come in and 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 on Sundays and get my energy and, and in worship, and man, I have an impulse. But, man, my goal is to take it out there to others and really make an impact. That's what I live to do. You know, I really believe that our faith should come alive in public. I mean, people should just see us and immediately know there's something different about them. You know, I'll never forget the first time I met Brother Henry. I knew in my heart there is something different in his life. He's got something I don't have. And I'm thankfully, like many of you are here, that that he's the reason. I was one of his other, one another's. Here's the thing about opportunity, what it does, what it has potential to do. Um, It helps us to be an overcomer. You know, it helps us to overcome our fears our anxieties just our busyness of what we do but sometimes you just have to step out and take a step of faith to get past that because if you're waiting for a perfect opportunity or the right words or to just get that fear it may never happen Solomon wrote it this way, another great tip this way, Ecclesiastes 11 and 4 just says this, If you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. God wants us to be an overcomer. He wants us to take that step. He wants us to make a difference. And we can also overcome more than just fears and anxieties. We can get over that, and a lot of people feel this that I'm just not qualified. I mean, you don't, you don't know where I've been, and, and you don't know what I've done. You know, one of the things I do is I counsel people that are... There's no need to talk to somebody a lot of times, and one of the first things they'll say, well, you just don't know what I've done. And I'll tell them, well, you, you just don't know what I've done. You know? Well, I'm just... You'd never believe, you know, I've, I've, I've been hooked on pills, and I've drank, and... Uh, you know, I've, I've smoked pot, and I did you bring any with you? <laughs> so, I, not, not, not that I'd want to know, but I've got that card, you know? Man, I'm a child of the 70s. I grew up with weed unlimited, okay? I got, I got a lifetime membership to Alco- Alcoholics Anonymous. Man, I've been bankrupt. I've been broke. I've been desperate. I've been homeless. I'm a heart that God can change. And I'm an example of what His love, His mercy, and grace can do. You know, and I just want to, if you don't hear anything else, I want you to hear this today. Our story, your story, will be a bridge to others. That there's somebody out there that's on that road that God's brought you through. You know, and if it comes down to it, we really think that none of us None of us are really qualified alone. We're just not. I wrote this down. It says this. Our decisions and not our conditions determine our future. You can make a decision to be qualified. Do it the right way. Do it with His love. Paul wrote this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And it says this, and not because we think we can do anything of lasting value by ourselves. Get this next verse. Our only power in success comes from God. He is the one who has helped us tell others about His new agreement to save them. We don't tell them that they must obey every law of God or die. We tell them there's life for them. From the Holy Spirit. You know, it's, 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 it's why we do what we do. We figure out, man, our power, our success. God created us to make a difference. To love and to help and to serve. And oftentimes to challenge one another. It's why Jesus came. He came for people. He built relationships and I get it. It's, it's really all that matters. To get better and, wow, well, just to get fit. You know, when he talks about the life in the Spirit, that there's more. There's more when God truly fills you up with His love, with His passion, with His grace. You know, one of my favorite times is coming up like this coming week. For first Wednesday. You know, we come in here, man, and we just kind of... Uh, we kind of just come in here and just go after God. With all we got. Man, it's my favorite time of the month. Because when we come in, man, this worship team... I mean, they, they, they get it on. And when they come in, man, it just takes me back. And God just starts remembering all the things that He brought me through. And, man, I'll get caught up into worship. And, man, one of the, the best times of my month is being down here worshiping with Pastor Ryan... And, man, we get after it, and he's got these moves, and I got these kind of old moves. But, man, I start getting it up, start working it on it I just, I know at that moment, and he looks over, and he can see it. When I get that worship on, I kind of get this glow. And I'll look at him, and I'll just tell him, don't touch me. I will fall out all up in this floor. Don't touch me. But, man, it doesn't do much good. If I come in here on those first Wednesdays, And I get my worship on, and I don't do anything with it. And it's just for me. Man, the thing I can't wait is to get out there and find some people and build some relationships. You know, that's what it's all about. It's one of the things like around here, man, if you hadn't ever been in a connect group, you need to get in a connect group. They're going to be meeting. There's somebody That God wants to use you to help change their life. you've got an interest, you've got a heart that's going to be with somebody to get in that connect group and make a difference and get better spiritually and have a great 2019. I'm going to share this and then I'm going to be done. But the best advice that I've ever received I've heard a lot of advice, and I didn't, I didn't take very much of it. But the best advice I've ever heard, and then received and put it in place, one of the most simple scriptures in the Bible. You know, and I just figured out that to make up lost time, man, I need to do this thing the right way. And what I found out was every solution to every answer. I had was somewhere in God's Word. Now, I might have to dig, and I might have to research, and, but it's in there. Any problem I was going through, but this one has probably made more impact on me than anyone ever. And it's very simple. You've all seen it and heard it a hundred times, Matthew 6, 34. So don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. But live one day at a time. You know, I had a guy that, uh, a very special guy I met, uh, um, gosh, 30 years ago. And he, he, just, he, just, he just preached this to me. All you got is one day at a time. All the impact you can make is one day at a time. And in the busyness and the fast life that we live in now, if we ever catch this and we put it down to one day at a time, it slows everything down. It puts everything in perspective. It'll show you what is really, really important. You know opportunity is everywhere every day. Our goal is to see it and to seize it, whatever it looks like. be ready for it you know it's close to the end of the summer, and um, sometimes I get out and, and I jog around town, and a lot of people sometimes they 'll see me over in Sheffield running around and they'll make a comment you know, and I just I don't I don't go far sometimes I just run a few blocks where people can see me but one day I was out and I was jogging and and uh, man I don't know why I just felt like I was telling me man you just today's the day man you just need to go further you need to stretch out your faith you need to stretch it out so I did I kept going it's like you know it's hot out here Lord you know, i got to turn around and go back. You brought me out here. But here's the thing. Down toward the end, almost to Wilbur Avenue, I saw a car by a Shell gas station there. And I saw these two guys that had on their outfits like they worked at the gas station. They were trying to push this car. And I thought, Lord, please let them have it move by the time I get up there. <laughs> well, I, I got closer, and they're still pushing. And I got up there, and I didn't want to help them. I really didn't. But anyway, I saw what the problem was. There was two guys in the back trying to push this car, and this older lady had turned her wheel, and they were just pushing her into the curb. I was like, man, what are y'all doing? I said, man, we're trying to push this car. What are you doing? I said, I'm going to show you how to do this. That's what I'm fixing to do. I said, let me tell you what you got to do, man. You're going to have to push this thing back a little bit. And then we're going to have to turn the direction and then we're going to push it forward. Man, we did that. No, man, that ain't going to work. I said, just, just trust me. We pushed it back. I told the other guy, you go around, you turn the wheel. And we started pushing. Man, they thought I was a genius. <laughs> we pushed that thing up, man. And that lady, we got her gas, and it was awesome. And uh, I told him, guys, man, I know I'm getting a free tank of gas for this. And, uh, but anyway, here's what was a really cool part of that story. While we were doing that, this one guy, he's a, he's a football player at UNA, a young guy, I see him over at the gym sometimes. he come by and saw all that. Man, why are you doing that? I'm just trying to help somebody out. And uh, we was over there working out. I had on a I Go to Faith shirt, you know, arms cut out of it. And uh, what church you go to? Man, I go to Faith Church. I'm going to come over and check you all out. Two weeks later, man, he showed up. Big football guy, man, come in. Pastor Steve laid out a message, broke his heart. I saw him the next week. I said, "Man, what happened?" He said, "Got my life changed. Got my life changed." This is it, man. This is, this is my prayer. God, give me everyday opportunities. If I can make a difference in one life today, I'll be satisfied. And I'll give you the glory. We can get better. We can make a difference. We just got to go one-on-one. One One day. One opportunity. One life. At a time. 2019, go one-on-one with somebody. One life changing another. Father, we love you. Your love is strong, Lord. Has a power to change hearts change lives change eternity God if there's anybody that doesn't know you God just let them say yes to you Jesus today And God please make us instruments of your love and your mercy and grace and we'll do it for your glory 2019 a great year for your kingdom in Jesus name everybody who agrees said amen.